1: nuance that happens when families go to games together. There's all the marital politics. (laughs) The volume goes all the way up.
2: Jenna Elfman and her husband Bodie bleed Dodger blue. When they met Tommy Lasorda, the one-time Dodgers manager and icon who died earlier this year, Jenna couldn't contain her enthusiasm. She posted a picture with a simple caption, yes, oh my God. The Elfmans both grew up going to Dodger Stadium with their parents. Like his wife, Bodie is an actor. He had a reoccurring role on Criminal Minds and he's appeared in movies like Mercury Rising and Godzilla. When Bodie started coaching the couple's sons in Little League, the whole family caught the Dodger bug. A few years ago, Jenna was invited back to Dodger Stadium to throw out the first pitch. She was proud to report that she threw a strike. She did it for her boys, said Elfman, who of course starred in the beloved sitcom Dharma and Greg. I felt like I really needed to kick butt for them, she said. And I did. And it was awesome. I'm Lechina Robinson. Those sweet, funky sounds you hear are the Budo's Band. And this is Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. Now, please welcome Jenna and Bodie Elfman, Los Angeles Dodgers, huge fan. Thank you guys again so much for joining us on Huge Fan. It's great to have you with us. I've watched a lot of your work. I love your chemistry and just how you guys communicate and especially love your love for the Dodgers. So let's start there. Uh, You're both L.A. natives and lifelong Dodgers fans. When did you discover that you had the Dodgers in common? Oh, that's a great question. So, like, I'm from Hollywood, like, literally born in the middle of the city in a house. Hippie
3: parents. Went to Dodger games starting, like, probably 1972. So, I mean, I really was old school. And then we met in 91 and...
1: When did we realize... So my dad would take me to Dodger games when I was young. It's probably when I was like around 11, yeah. 10, 11, you know? Because really? I grew up also in LA, like you said. Um, we could have gone to the same Dodger games I as was, kids. Totally. So um, when did we realize
3: that that it... Oh, when did we start? It was when I started coaching Little League with the kids. The whole family got into a baseball right. obsession and then it was like Dodgers,
1: Dodgers, Dodgers. I so, think we went to a couple Dodger games together before that, but it wasn't quite yeah. as like... A shared, impassioned experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was like my thing that
3: she would do. Oh, but wait a minute. She... No, that's not true. Well, you (laughs) went up. I just realized you went up to me because you threw out the first pitch. She threw out the first pitch from the mound twice. And once was six months pregnant. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. Throwing out the cred.
3: Oh, yeah. Twice.
1: I was 8 strike both times. I was doing a TV show at the time, and super random. One of our set decorators on the TV show had used to be in the A's in the minor leagues. So we would, anytime when there was a scene I wasn't in or on our lunch break, or I'd come in a little early, he we would just drill in the parking lot outside the set, while throwing pitches. He just taught me to pitch.
2: She threw a strike from the mound. It was incredible. It's it's completely blown away. I've heard that practicing for that pitch. Versus actually standing on that mound are two very different feelings. Was that the case yes. for you?
1: Yes, because here's what happens when you're practicing. I mean, this is a very rudimentary thing that I'm going to say that, but it's unique for me because it's not my business, it's not my industry. I'm not an athlete. I'm an actress. So what was, what really hit me when I hit that mound is I get one try at this. <laughs> but when I'm practicing, I'm just like, all right, next time. All right, next up. I don't get it. Better luck next time. Just keep practicing and then you get up there and there is no next time. So you like better get it right. I mean, I just didn't want to be one of those people on YouTube that just throws a shake and I like, just like shakes it, just like totally messes up. That was not going to be me as a chick on the mound throwing. Like I am way too competitive and way too much of a tomboy to mess it up.
3: I thought and she killed it. I was, was going to say, it was.
2: and you're clearly at your best under pressure. Now, both of you talked about how you come from... Families, or when you were growing up, you were introduced to the Dodgers. Who were some of your favorite players as you were coming up? I could name the entire team and all their numbers, and I could
3: name the entire roster of the seventies. But uh, I had a crush on Steve Garvey. Well, yeah, <laughs> Popeye. papa the Big. What was the big forum was the, was the big forums
1: <laughs> He was just competent and good-looking, and I think as a young girl, it was probably you know he was marketed back in the seventies and eighties. Things were marketed and promoted on like a singular concept athletes were kind of you know put in a box in a way because that's kind of how the world thought with things you kind of they were identified by a singular kind of accomplishment or thing and that's what the entire culture would just agree on and hold them in and then that's who they were and that was just kind of i think how our culture operated And now with internet and social media, there's so many opinions and viewpoints shifting about. I think it's actually better because you have so many opportunities for reinvention and there's so many more platforms for you to have your own voice and to identify yourself more and create your own identity, not just what it's assigned to you, which we can talk about, you know, like one of the current Dodger pitchers, he's got his whole universe he's building with the whole pitching thing. But in the seventies, it was kind of like, yeah. Spoon fed like, Oh, Steve Garvey's the guy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mean, yeah, I loved it. I mean, I was a Ron
3: say fan. I love the penguin. He was such a trippy dude in his little waddle. He was just a great stop at third base. I got to see all that stuff, including Don Sutton pitch. i got to go to games where Don Sutton pitched and I saw all that fun stuff.
2: And then you guys went from kind of idolizing these guys. So you've actually been on the field, you've met players and coaches. What is maybe a memorable interaction there? Being on the field with
1: Kershaw and interacting with him, uh, standing with Dave and Kershaw and Puig uh, during the National Anthem. For me, standing on the field during the National Anthem side by side with those guys was like a really nice moment. You know, having grown up in like a little girl, like up in the stands with my dad and I lost my dad, you know, a few years ago. So kind of circling back around to have my own relationship with the Dodgers and then to share it with my husband and my kids because my boys were on the field and got to have their picture with me and Puig, and you know, and all of us having those. And then going to um, games afterwards and having Dave like, hey, and sitting there with Tommy Lasorda and, yeah. and getting Tommy Lasorda pie.
2: Was Tommy Lasorda as cool as he seems? I mean, what was that like? <sighs> totally. Totally. Like... You know, he was pretty rickety for like a long time. So
1: every time I would see him, I was like, this might be the last time I'm going to like see Tommy Lasorda. And then like nine years go by and like, there's Tommy Lasorda. And I was like, how is this man? So giving him pie and he was like cocky about the pie. And he was like sharing it with the boys, my sons. And he's like, yeah, come on, yeah. You know, and he had this humor about him, but it was very subtle. And you just knew he was like waiting for the Dodgers to win the World Series before he died. Yeah, I felt like that's it. what was keeping him going. He's just like, I'm not checking out until my boys win a World Series. Yeah, I, th- I felt like it was pretty cool to share his later years with him and those little moments together, knowing that that's what we were all, you know, going for. And um, when Kershaw uh, standing on the field, and when
3: Kershaw walked up to Jenna to introduce himself to her, and I was like five feet away, I was like a swooning. Teenage 11 year old girl at a Backstreet
1: Boys concert. <laughs> 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 but it does bring us together, like, you know, <laughs> with the kids and everything. It's like it really brought us all together. And okay, so Yasmani Grandal was one of the, was the catcher when I threw the first pitch. Yes, yes. he was the catcher for that. And uh, for the most recent one. And then later he was, I saw he was going to be signed, doing his signings at a Dick Sporting Goods. You know, my kids had the very lucky experience of having been on the field with all of these incredible players when I threw the first pitch. But I also, it's very important to me, it's fun they have those perks and they get to see Tommy Lasorda and sit in the owner's seats with, you know, whatever. But I also want them to understand that's not the experience for everybody. And so when I saw that Yasmani was going to be doing a signing at Dick's Sporting Goods, we drove there and waited in line with everybody else for like an hour or two. And just waited our turn and worked our way into, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods. And then when we got to the table, he was like, what? Why wife, he just caught my ball when I threw the first pitch, like, not that long before. But I wanted my boys to also have, like, the experience that I grew up with, which is, you know, I had no perks. I didn't have that opportunity. So they could just understand that, like, that's not real life to just be on the field and, you know, <laughs> like, casually have your picture with Puig. It's, it's special, um, yeah. so i just want to make sure they, I, I think it was more special because I think Jenna has a big crush on week. And
3: so I thought for sure that the I was going to get a call from a lawyer within a few days
2: of that. <laughs> I, I have, You're it, like, and it, now she's expensive. at Dick's. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> All right. You both have mentioned your boys. I'm assuming they're athletes. I know you said they maybe played on a little league team. They're into sports. Do they ever cheer for some other teams other than the Dodgers? Are they as sold out as you guys are? Okay. So.
3: I made them do baseball because I'm obsessed with baseball. They both started it and they both got into it. And one of them got really good and could care less. And the other one sort of could care less. (laughs) And the one that was incredible, you know, that was like infinitely better than I was when I was a kid, like natural abilities. He almost used the fact that he was so good to bug me by saying like, I could care less. I don't want to do this forever. And I was like, am I going to be as good as you? But then what they did is they started to kind of taunt me a little bit by like wanting to wear giants paraphernalia, oh. which I, it was simply like, I just sat them down. I said, listen, here's a listing of local foster homes <laughs> and I've already <laughs> made calls. So you either end this right now <laughs> or, or I start making inquiries. So no, they, like, this is not They're Dodgers work. fans. They're Lakers fans.
2: And yeah. Okay, good. You righted the ship by threatening to give them up. Yeah. I lost them to Minecraft and Fortnite in the last
3: year since COVID. So that was a big loss for me. The final season of my oldest son's Little League was shut down. We had a great team. I was the coach. We had an amazing team shut down. That was heartbreaking.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
4: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG 13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches, but there's only one Mc Crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This is Game Day.
2: So let's move on to Game Day. We're going to talk a little bit about what you guys do on Game Day. Where's your favorite place to sit in Dodger Stadium? I grew
3: up in the nosebleeds, like getting the cheapest seats you could get. My mom would take me and get the cheapest seats you could get from usually scalpers. You just pull up and find what you could get. And then I got lucky by marrying like seven divisions out of my class and moving way up with Jenna where I got like a different quality of lifestyle afforded to me. So we started having better seats. But there was a period where we got to sit in the owner's box About two years, and that was kind of incredible. So, that was like a little bit of a rare thing. Not standing that, I like to be on the first base side, sort of off of first base, where I can see the game but not tilt my head so much where I get like a crick after an hour.
2: Gotcha. Okay, Jenna, how about you?
1: I like being closer. I like between home, of course, being right behind home is really fun, but between home and first is my favorite, closer Mm -hmm. to home. Or in the middle. Yeah. So we do have a funny thing. I have to just. So these are the nuances. There's a lot of nuance that happens when families go to games together. Yeah. There's all the marital politics <laughs> and nuance of marriage. The volume goes all the way up when you put those nuances in the format of going to a sporting game. So, like, if we go for a walk outside, like for exercise, he and I. I'm like half a block ahead of him. We go to a Dodger game. I can't even keep up with him. I have a (laughs) 35-inch inseam. I can't keep up with him. He's walking so fast, and he feels the need to get there way too early. He's there so early, but walking as if he's going to miss catching a ball at any moment. So he's like, we got to get in there. And I can't like keep up. And so then... Our kid noticed that my protest. I'll protest how stressful it all is. Like he's got to get to the parking spot, and he gets to the thing, and he's got to walk like a million miles an hour to get to the thing when it's like the game's not even starting for like an hour and a half. And I then protest and just walk slower. Like, look, we don't have to rush. And, and She starts doing I, this meandering I, gait that my sons caught her on, and, and then they
3: started mimicking. Her. They started mimicking her meandering gait, knowing that I was trying to hurry to the seats to get the Dodger dogs get there maybe maybe get some of the players to interact with you maybe get thrown a ball or anything and he always has his mitt and he's always certain he's going to catch a ball i've now been going to games for like 48 years i've never caught a ball but i've had my mitt at every game in my
2: entire life have you had that mitt like used by some dodgers player is it signed like what's special about this mitt
3: what i'm saying is i've always had a mitt with me like i've had the mitt i used when oh. i was a boy i played adult baseball like in a competitive adult dad's wishing that they're a good league i have a good mitt i'm just saying that throughout my life i've always brought my mitt to catch a fly ball and i never have but i do Stay have ready. a dusty baker sign i do have a dusty baker sign ball that i got after a game i waited by the um in the parking lot for where they come out and i got a, a dusty baker ball and my mom teased me because it said duty bake
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey don't let the truth get in the way of a good story Okay, you mentioned these Dodger dogs, which I'm just curious to hear about. For those of us, like myself, that have never been to Dodger Stadium, what's special about this dog, this, this hot dog? Okay,
3: this is a part of my childhood. And it's, it, there was a certain snap to the skin when you bite it, like the, the casing has like a snap to it. And there's a certain kind of nostalgia to it. When you hit a certain age and you start different quality of food that you've become accustomed to in your life, you realize that that is the gamiest, lowest quality dog <laughs> on earth. And then you were
2: probably out of your little kid mind thinking that was so delicious as a boy. So, Describe your perfect game day experience.
3: We've had some good walk-offs, you know, like games that we were at where there was like a walk-off homer where you're like hugging everybody, strangers and everyone. But I oh. want to say a couple things. Jenna, back in the day, never went to a Lakers loss. Every game she ever attended was a win, including, I think she was at the famous Ori. I was.
2: The, uh, the There's trick, a very specific the game story the about shot. that. What? Very,
1: very Big shot, club. Bob. You got it. So it was there. that was during that whole them and the Knicks and everything. Okay. And if I was at the game, they would win. I was filming Keeping the Faith in New York and they had a local game, you know, a Knicks game at Knicks. Um, I went, they won. And then uh, that shot where Ori in the last fraction of a second made it and won the game. I hadn't been there at the game and they were losing. Then it was like tied. And I was like, I got to get to the game. And I went and as I walked into, I was late, obviously. But as I walked into the stadium, he made the shot.
2: Oh, my goodness. No way. <laughs>
1: That's time Very, very cocky about my um, fangirl superstition of my presence with the Lakers. Yes, yeah, you never went to a Lakers loss in L.A. like every game you yeah, would go to and they would win. So it, I, I, it
3: was incredible. It was a lot of fun. Those were some fun dates.
1: You know, I'd sit next to Jack Nicholson a lot of those times. Um, Bodie has a picture, um, yeah, with Shaq laying on the ground in front of him. Like Shaq had like a 40 point game by like the third quarter.
3: And so they took him out to rest and I was, I was courtside underneath the basket and he got like 10 towels and laid down at my feet, kind of just scratching his body and put towels. and like the, 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 the guys put towels over him and he was kind of hanging out and he looked, he kind of turned to me on and he said, what, what's your name? And I said, Bodie, he said, Bodie. That's a cool name. And then he took my hand and it was like, you know, like a little, like a little doll hand. Her hand. It's but I have yeah, photo I- of him laying at my, at my feet watching the, the rest of the game covered in towels.
2: Your podcast, your, your podcast, because you're on video, which I love kicking yes. and screaming um, is found everywhere. You can get your podcast for those that are listening. Um, you describe it as an R rated comedy. I would agree. Um, but it's much more than that. I enjoy the already part of it, honestly. Tell us a little bit about it, how it came to be, and what you guys are kind of wanting to accomplish with it.
1: Well, uh, we actually want to do a. We always wanted to do a scripted comedy about marriage, starring ourselves. Um, that is, you know, it's uh, kind of like a Curb Your Enthusiasm, but for marriage. And Bodie was like, you know, why don't we just start doing a podcast, and we'll build a library for writers when we do the scripted show. And just, you know, I Love Lucy started as a radio program. You know, we've been together so long and it really started with people going, How have you guys made it this long? And we're just, our, our response is always just kicking and screaming. And so that's why we call it that. We feel like we, you either see the like mad about you, ha, ha, ha version of relationships, or you see shows that are like so depressing as if marriage is the end of the world, or you have relationship advice podcasts or, show, you know, whatever. Where it's like, oh, I'm the expert on relationships, but they don't even have a partner. Well, and where's the humor? So marriages are funny. Yeah, they're funny. They're funny, and and loving, and they're, we're best friends, and we we talk about everything always, and we discuss shit. and we discuss it in our real life, and we do it on the podcast.
3: I was lucky enough to marry my best friend, so for me, it's just it's fun to just make her laugh, and she she's endlessly entertaining to tease. I love teasing her. And also, you know, sometimes I get lucky on filming days because she's in a good mood. So what can I say? It's a win-win.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So, set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
4: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome to Crunch Time.
2: Crunch Time. I'm going to ask you guys some rapid-fire questions to finish us off, and I need quick responses. Ready? Yeah. Greatest Dodger of all time? Kershaw. Justin Turner. Favorite World Series win? Kurt Gibson. Who's the most quintessential Dodger? Nicole Jackson. Best baseball movie.
3: Spaniel Bears, the original, the first one.
2: Can't win a World Series without what? Dave Roberts. You guys have been so wonderful to visit with. I appreciate your time. This has been a lot of fun. You're a lot of fun
3: to talk with about this stuff. You're just fun, So this for us was like playtime.
2: You can find Huge Fan on Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and share so other huge fans can find us. And don't forget to follow the show or subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. That'll do it for this round of Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. I'm Lachina Robinson. Until next time, keep rooting your guts out. Go, Budo's band!
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.